Hello, everybody from ASPA, the American Society of Public Administration, South Florida. This is uh, Tom Holtz, the host of Public Sector Works, our hopefully premier podcast uh, devoted to best practices in public sector administration, and secondarily, of course, to uh, the academic uh, sector as a, as a focus. But uh, we are very privileged to have a special guest with us today, which we're going to talk about, who we're going to introduce in a minute. First, our co-host, our fellow board member, Bill Solomon, uh, counselor of not ill repute, uh, but uh, definitely definitely proceeding on a magnanimous career. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing great and looking forward to chatting with um, Mr. Harrison or Greg. Um, if you'd like, do uh, you want us to talk about us real quick? Sure. Okay. Um, I did my stint with Miami-Dade County Parks for 37 years, and I've been an adjunct um, at Nova Southeastern University, uh, Florida International University, and the University of Miami. And I'm uh, retired from the county, but not from public service. And I'm a attorney licensed in the state of Florida. So welcome, Mr. Harris. Thank you. And uh, our other co-host is the inimitable Benjamin Paley, who is now going to put on his mic so he can, so we can hear what he's saying. Uh, and he's just done so. Uh, ben is, of course, a second-year law student at Nova Southeastern. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you? I'm doing Excited great. Excited to be here. Oh, no, we're all happy to be should, here. Should and, I also go a little bit into myself now that Bill has set that precedent for all of us? Yes, please tell us about your sociorari uh, accomplishments. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, but, 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 keep, but keep it kind of short because we got to get started. Today. Oh, absolutely. I am currently, well, I'm technically a rising third-year law student, but I won't get into that. Uh, I am a member of the, the board of ASPA South Florida. I'm very happy be a part of it. I love public service. I love government work. It's one of the things that got me to go to law school in the first place. Um, I'm also the executive editor of the Ilsa Law Journal at Nova Law School. Um, And uh, next year, I will be sitting for the bar exam. So Bill will be um, hopefully uh, consoling me through that entire process. Um, I wasn't aware that you were- I attempt to study. I wasn't aware that you were, that's a, that's a nice accomplishment to be editor of your law journal. I'm going to submit something to you uh, now that we've talked about that, uh, but that's for another conversation. Um, I myself am uh, currently going for my PhD in human resources at North, uh, at North Central University Online. I will be adjuncting starting in the fall at Stephen F. Austin State University in business communications in their business communications and legal studies department. And I uh, have just started a second master's in criminal justice, uh, and we're going to see where that goes. Uh, but I am also interested extremely after a 30-year public sector career in state and uh, local government in New York City, uh, that still is, uh, is, is a primary focus of my passion. And I have my MPA from New York University. But now we've talked about ourselves. And now let's talk to, to our guest host guest and star guest, Greg Harrison, uh, who is a city manager of Pompano Beach uh, in Pompano Beach, Florida. Greg, how are you doing today? Doing fine. Thank you. 
Well, again, we want to thank you very much for uh, coming on board. Uh, I am going to I, I'm going to start uh, by asking you know by asking you to, to to talk about your career. Now, I know from looking at from looking at your bio here that you first came uh, to Pompano Beach in 2014 when you uh, were hired as assistant city manager. But let's go. <clears throat> but let's go. Uh, past you know, past that, how did you ever get interested in public service in the first place? What were your origins, and what drove you to become where you are today? Well, uh, it's kind of curious. I, I was originally uh, going to uh, college to take finance type related courses, banking courses, to uh, uh, be a banker. I had played uh, semi-pro baseball in the city of Lawton, Oklahoma. Wow! Uh, in the summers and uh, became acquainted with the owner of one of the banks there and uh, had a handshake agreement when I graduated from college, I could come there and go to work. So uh, as my luck would have it, I wound up having to go to uh, uh, active duty training for the Army, uh, the Oklahoma Army National Guard. And uh, while I was away, that gentleman died and I had already moved there to go to work so when I got out uh, of the uh, uh, training the uh, basic and the uh, AIT training I uh, got the only I found the only job that really fit my education which was in accounting for the city of Walton Mm -hmm. and uh, so you know how Sometimes bad things happen and then something really good happens. Well, uh, President Johnson at the time uh, gave out scholarships for employees of local, county, state, and federal government that wanted to get master's degrees uh, in primarily public administration, but they offered some other master's. But uh, I took advantage of that program and wound up with a master's degree through the University of Oklahoma in public administration, which, uh, I mean, I, I was able to get a job as a city administrator in a small town in Seminole County, Oklahoma, uh, be, because, you know, I was going to have that master's degree in May of that year. So uh, that that's what led into this business. I... Uh, I was in uh, Wewoka, Oklahoma, Okmulgee, Oklahoma, uh, Mineral Wells, Texas, and Alvin, Texas, and then got an opportunity to go into uh, the private sector as a government relations representative for TCI Cablevision. Okay. And uh, I was in that field uh, up until... Uh, I got the opportunity to get back into city management in a beautiful area of the world, Pompano Beach, Florida, mm-hmm. in 2014. And uh, one thing has led to another, and everything has clicked. I, I have a great uh, local governing body, the mayor, vice mayor, city commissioners uh, are just wonderful people. And, uh, and I have a staff. Uh, that I wouldn't trade for anyone. They, they make me look real good. And uh, we're just having a great time here. 
Well, <clears throat> well, that certainly comes from the top. Uh, if your staff is having a good time, it's because of superb management and superb leadership practice from the from the top. Um, you, your your management experience, and I'm looking at your bio, which is which is which is quite impressive. Uh, you were also chief operations officer for Allegiance Communications, and regional director for government affairs at TCI Broadband in Denver, uh, in Colorado. Um, and of course, uh, my I'm going to be adjuncting in Nacogdoches, Texas. I don't know if that's near where you were, where you were, uh, but uh, it's uh, it, it's your career is uh, your career is certainly uh, impressive. And uh, Greg also earned his Bachelor of Science degree. He talked about his master's degree, but he earned his Bachelor of Science degree in business from Northeastern State College in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. So let's. Uh, you know, so let's give them a shout out as well. Um, now, when you came on board as city manager, I see that one of the first things you did, and that for my HR, that kind of close to my HR heart, is you met with every city employee. And uh, that's commendable. Uh, how did that come about? And what were the, uh, what were the conclusions that you drew? Well, um, I was in that assistance role for uh, three years, and and I had heard from time to time that uh, a number of the employees thought that uh, they call it the fourth floor. That's where the city manager's offices are. Uh, that they thought that we were aloof and uh, out mm -hmm. of touch, and uh, I certainly didn't want them to have that impression uh, of me uh, as a person or. Uh, as their uh, chief executive officer. So, so uh, we set about to uh, schedule me making uh, presentations to them, introducing myself. And I actually would, you know, go, go around the room uh, and being personally introduced to each one in the room. We kept the, we, we, at least we tried to keep the number very small. And when I say small, I'm talking about uh, 25 to 50 people at a time. But we had have uh, approximately 750 uh, full-time employees, uh, not counting uh, about another uh, 300 that are on contract for our police services through the Broward County Sheriff's Office. So it took a, it took a minute for us to accomplish that, but but we we went out, uh, you know, got down to earth with them and uh, introduced a new slogan. Uh, do good. Just two words, do good. That's right. Yep. yep. And it, knock on wood, it went over well then, and it's still working today. And uh, we're really proud of that. That's very commendable. Uh, I do want to open the floor, by the way. I know that Bill and Ben have been rapturously listening uh, to this, but if they have any questions, uh, do either of you have any questions that you'd like to ask Mr. Harrison before we proceed? Of course I do. Uh, um, that, not, but, 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 come on, down boy, down boy. No, go ahead. No, no. It, <laughs> go ahead. Go you know, <clears throat> um, I've been on the South Florida chapter board for off and on as an officer and board member for 40 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have student members within our chapter that go to major universities in South Florida, uh, Florida International University, University of Miami, uh, Florida Memorial University, and uh, Florida Atlantic University, just to name a few. Um, can you go a little deeper 
and maybe offer suggestions to students as to things that you would suggest they do if they want to pick a career and ultimately become a city manager. You did it one way. Would that be the way you would have done it now if you had the choice? <laughs> no, no, because, because the way I did it was by total accident. <laughs> and that happens more often than not. Yes. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're right. But uh, either way uh, works, you know, if you, if you have the resolve to, uh, to get in and uh, learn something new that you didn't really have any intention of learning. But uh, no, I, if I had it to do all over again, I would have joined an organization like ASPA uh, to be elbow to elbow with successful people, you know, in the public administration field and uh, develop, you know, my career opportunities, if you will, uh, through that experience. And then uh, you guys know as well as I do, the best way to learn about uh, good jobs is, is between each other. You know, well, yeah. you know, you need to get acquainted with uh, XYZ uh, about thus and so position. Uh, you understand it's going to become available. And uh, so uh, that... I, I would highly recommend that to to young young people getting getting into the business, or that, or or even anyone that's thinking about changing careers, wanting to get into public administration. Okay. And that Absolutely. that sort of leads into my next question. Um, our chapter is working on coordinating with local and county governments in South Florida to seek internships in city governments and county governments uh, for students in MPA programs. Um, do you think that possibly the city of Pompano Beach might consider offering opportunities for internships and providing a network, which is what we try to do, um, which could in fact get you elbow to elbow to people that might do incredible things for your city? Certainly, you bet. I wouldn't. I would not turn an opportunity like that down for uh, for uh, us as an employer, uh, and uh, also as as a resource for educational experiences for those uh, for those students. That's wonderful. That's we would do that in a in a New York minute. Well, considering that I come from New York, if you can hear my Brooklyn accent, uh, I think that I can uh, definitely uh, serve as attestation. Uh, I'm not a notary, but uh, Bill is, but uh, we can uh, we can take care of that shortly. But that's very very generous of you, Greg. It really is, uh, Ben. I see that you. Oh, yes, no, no problem, Ben. Uh, you had you had a question. I see. Yes, I do, Greg. Um, you. It's, what I'm trying to figure out how to word this. How do you? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, all right, let, let's talk about the involvement of the public in local government. How do you get more people involved in, in your in your position? How do you encourage people to get involved? And, and what do you find that people in your community are going to? What do you find gets them to want to be more involved in local government? Mm -hmm. Good I apologize for the unorganized no, that, no, I, manner of that question. I, that's okay. I understand your question. You know, uh, I've been uh, at, at this for a while now, uh, having 
you know, spent considerable time before I went into the cable world and then coming back. But uh, back in the original time period, uh, when I was in this business, they called it citizen participation. And uh, it, it really hasn't changed, even, even though now we, we go by uh, different nomenclatures, you know, for the uh, community groups. Uh, interested citizens, concerned citizens, what have you. But uh, what what I find that I, I believe is successful is to hold uh, regular town meetings, uh, open meetings, and and talk about what you understand they want discussed, and just keep them involved and answer answer their questions and and uh, then from time to time you're going to come up on some gems that are really good ideas that you know you would want to uh, to see incorporated into your uh, daily activities uh, of city management so yeah just just being open and upfront and uh, you know welcoming their ideas and suggestions that's great uh, if I, if, uh, and of course, feel, please feel free to chime in, uh, as I proceed with Greg, uh, to talk about a few of the other accomplishments. We don't have enough time to go over every one of them. Uh, but, uh, suffice it to say, uh, that, you know, I, I like to keep this an open forum. Um, uh, Greg, getting back to your career, I, I noticed that one of the things you did, uh, there were concerns over residential short-term rentals in uh, June of 2017. And uh, this was regarding short-term housing in Pompano Beach. And uh, you did something there. Can you tell us about it? Yes, sir. Uh, so so we, we did a study, a housing study, uh, on uh, not only the availability of, of what, what we'll call market rate and workforce but also affordable housing. And uh, we, we, went into, we went into that arena uh, knowing that uh, there were also a lot of interested property owners to uh, rent out their, uh, their homes for uh, weeks and months uh, for various activities. And, and it evolved into finding out about uh, uh, sober homes, uh, about uh, situations that had been uh, unintended consequences by uh, actions, you know, from our uh, state legislature. And uh, we're still, we're still trying to manage and deal with that uh, as we go today. Uh, here lately, uh, because of this wild market that a real estate yeah. is experiencing right now, uh, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure out where to go and what to do because there's a lot of people that uh, live and work in Pompano beach that, you know, they're, they're service workers, they're uh, uh, inter entertainment, you know, in, in restaurants and bars and, uh, so uh, there's a lot of tourism related jobs and they're uh, 
they're they're having a hard time trying to find housing. So we're we're in the midst of trying to figure out how to help that uh, with uh, working with developers and folks to uh, to build housing that that's affordable. Very commendable. Um, and I note also that in 2018, the city residents overwhelmingly passed a $181 million general bond referendum for much needed projects and improvements in the city. And there was a big, uh, unprecedented outcome. And you spearheaded the public education campaign. That must have been something very near and dear to you. Yes, sir. So um, that goes all the way back to uh, the days in Oklahoma when I managed there. Uh, learned early on that uh, you just have to really buckle down and work hard, make presentations to anybody that will listen to you, whether it's a, a, a group of 10 or a, or a group of 100, and uh, then try to sell the points of financing for these long-term improvements. Uh, the hurdle that uh, I originally had to overcome was that for 29 years, this city had been making capital improvements on a pay-as-you-go basis and uh, did not go into debt. Mm. And so uh, I came here uh, essentially knowing that drill <laughs> and, and uh, we put together a, uh, uh, you might say, a campaign and and hit the road i think we i think we made uh somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 50 different presentations uh throughout the community over this time frame and uh we involved uh, uh members the, the the mayor and members of the commission in the presentations uh i put a, a cadre of speakers to go with me uh from my staff so that people could look them in the eye and know that they're the ones that were going to deliver this project and, and make it successful. So for the first time in 29 years, the city had a overwhelmingly approved uh, bond issue, like two thirds of two thirds approval for $181 million. Wow. It resulted in over two dozen uh, projects uh, that were infrastructure uh, improvement projects. We, we we replaced all of the fire stations that were built in the 50s and 60s. We uh, are remodeling the public safety complex. Uh, we uh, have a number of streets, roads, and bridges projects. Uh, one of the bridges... Uh, had had a uh, uh, un unsafe uh, report for several years, and uh, and then we have a lot of neat parks and recreation projects. We're building a youth sports complex that will uh, have uh, soccer fields for all the way up to adults, all the way down to little tiny tykes that are just starting to play soccer. Uh, all different sizes of fields, uh, you know, according to their age group. And uh, we've got 
uh, one rebuilding of a uh, uh, recreation uh, center football field uh, called McNair Park and, and another uh, called Mitchell Moore Park. And all the new uh, fields are going to have this field turf grass. It's uh, artificial grass that you, you can't tell it until you really get down close to the ground and examine it. <laughs> but it's, it's beautiful, beautiful product. And uh, we're very excited about all of the improvements that are being made here. We have every right to be, and, uh, and I'm just looking at, and of course, this is aligned with your work with, uh, with Habitat for Humanity at Broward County, and you talked about uh, the infrastructure improvements, uh, offsetting the water and sewer charges also, uh, and you actually contributed sweat hours and actual physical construction. That is, a, that is absolutely amazing. Um, in October 2019, uh, the city was recognized by Broward Habitat for Humanity with their Community Reinvestment Spirit of Humanity Award, a, a very nice accolade. And uh, what I'm struck with is that this is essentially uh, the best of public administration in action. Uh, the ability to uh, translate the theory of best practices into actual action so that people are not just talking about doing things, they're actually going ahead with them. Um, I congratulate you, you, sir, but uh, and we're going to try not to embarrass you too much um, with this, but uh, what we... I think Bill has a question he wants to ask. (coughs) I wanted to add, you think, huh? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm looking at his bio. I don't even know about you. Um, Go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. You're Um, welcome. What I wanted to bring up, which I think is really important, when you mentioned Habitat for Humanity, I know Dade County did that also, and you were able to, from what I see, foster the community spirit amongst your employees because they also provided sweat equity. And And the good part about it, besides getting things done and people seeing the results, you also gave back to the community, which I think is so important in public service. It's not just doing your job, it's that extra step. And it appears that you did that quite well. And I just wanted to comment on it. Thank you. And it's, you know, it's not only a lot of fun, but it's just self-fulfilling to, to, to go out and, and, and help the, most of the recipients are, are these young single mothers and uh, they're working out there too, right along with us, you know, and, uh, uh, it's just a very uh, fulfilling thing to do. And that Thank helps you. with the public yeah. involvement component, too. I mean, you, yeah. you've mentioned a couple of things that get at that. The, the first thing you mentioned that was a while ago was how you would have the meetings and you would bring your fellow staff with you to look people in the eyes. And mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that if that's not a good example of public involvement and trying to get people involved, it's having a government employee stare them in the eye. That will that that will get people because they'll they'll make that human connection. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing is is also just working with people directly on, on these projects, not just sitting in an office somewhere and filling out the paperwork for it, but actually going out there and and um, you know using a hammer and nails, all, all those things to to actually complete what it is that you've been planning to do. And I, I think that that goes along with public involvement as well. I just wanted to comment on that. Thank you. 
And, and I do want to apologize to Bill. I've been reading for, for the people out, uh, for the public, I've been reading from his bio. And unfortunately, in doing that, I can't see the entire screen. Uh, so I'm going to ask. Uh, uh, and now, of course, uh, Bill is getting up on his desk and doing a dance, which we're not going to uh, talk about. Uh, other than that, uh, but uh, so I'm going to ask one of you. I'm going to ask one of you guys do exactly what Ben did. Uh, to don't be afraid to interrupt me if something like that happens again. Um, but Greg, uh, before we conclude, there are two things I want to talk about, and uh, well, one actually leads to another. COVID obviously overturned the world, and uh, you. Uh, my understanding from talking with your very capable HR director, Ed Beecher, and I want to give a shout out to him. I had a really nice talk with him this morning. Very competent, uh, very competent guy. Uh, you got some good people working for you. Uh, and Ed uh, told me uh, about the the tremendous respect that the employees in your shop had for you in terms of how you handled the COVID, uh, tell you how, how you handled the COVID uh scare and uh, what you know and the challenges that you had to deal with um without asking you the you know the boy you know but you are blowing your own horn you have every right to tell us about what you did well uh i mean uh we we were all you might say shooting from the hip and uh uh simultaneous with uh trying to figure out uh, what to do in, in my own shop. Uh, I, uh, was, was elected in the first part of, uh, uh, 2020 to be the, the president of, uh, the Broward County city county managers association. And so by, you know, I thought I was going to go to these luncheons, uh, every other month and stand at a podium and lead the meeting and uh, shake hands and say hi and bye. And then the first thing I know, uh, here I am president of this association and uh, people are calling me. So well, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? What, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And so uh, before too much longer, you know, we were all uh, conference calling and then, and then subsequently Zooming uh, uh, for a while there every week staying in touch and that really helped helped me uh with uh kind of you might say keeping grounded uh knowing that i that i had more of a responsibility than just at my own city so uh the first thing that we decided was that uh, and by the way i had full support of the mayor and the city commission throughout all of this uh, we decided that we did not want any employee to lose a paycheck because of COVID. So uh, we figured out a way for us to uh, go out and buy uh, laptops for folks to work from home. And uh, after, uh, well, let's just say a, a two week adjustment, uh, we were back up ginning in all departments uh, all throughout that COVID crisis and uh, we, although our doors were locked in City Hall, we still conducted business and uh, carried, carried on businesses 
not quite as usual, but as good as we could under the circumstances. And uh, it was it was met uh, very well with with the public. So we're really proud of uh, what we were able to accomplish. Uh, it was uh, well, for all practical purposes, it was it was about 15, 16 months there uh, that we operated in that fashion. It was an incredible uh, feat, and I see that. You also uh, had an ongoing lobbying effort of state and federal representatives. You led that to provide for more direct federal stimulus funding to local governments as a result of the pandemic. And uh, you also further ensured adequate COVID-19 testing and vaccination sites in Pompano Beach. Uh, so that is, uh, that is also an example, and certainly under an emergent situation, that public sector employees and management can function for the benefit of the public, uh, especially in dealing with an emergent situation. Uh, in, and listen, uh, I give private industry every credit it's due in terms of their participation, but public sector is also out there as well. That's my own personal view. If anybody wants to, if anybody wants to write me, uh, just, uh, just, just write me at t.hotz4809 at o365.ncu.edu. I'll say that again uh, at another point in time. Uh, I expect to get I expect to get millions of, uh, but no, no. Uh, I do, I do. We do encourage comments, by the way, from the from the public if they like us, if they don't like us. Animal animal vegetable mineral. Uh, we would like to institute that, and we'll talk about uh, significant answers if we get any uh, in the future podcast. So, uh, so that being said, you're being recognized, uh, Greg, for your efforts uh, tomorrow night at our uh, annual, uh, at our Aspisoft Florida annual awards ceremony. Uh, Bill or Ben, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about um, how that, where, when that, that is going to be held online and sure. so forth? Sure. Um, we've got it set up through Eventbrite and it's the ASPA South Florida annual awards ceremony. I think it's the 15th or so that we've done, but this is one done virtually. So we have some folks, in fact, one of our recipients of one of the other awards is in Chicago and she brought the award with her. So she's going to be on tomorrow night. Um, so basically there's a group of awards that are given out and Yours is one of, I think, the most prestigious, and that is an important thing. Um, and people get on, and we talk, and it's all done through Zoom. And it'll be a reception nice. at 6 o'clock tomorrow night, the 24th. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, uh, for those of us who may be in other time zones, uh, because this is, this is worldwide, wherever it can be picked up. Uh, so we do, you know, so we do hope you'll attend, uh, if anybody is interested, if, if anybody now, uh, is there, is there going to be, I'm not sure. Is there going to be a, uh, the, the, will, this will be recorded. Will this be on, uh, the local website afterwards? Uh, how is that going to work? I believe so. Um, that is being handled by FIU. Okay. Uh, so for those who are not able to listen to this by the time we're able to, uh, get this out, um, please check our local website as well, our ASPA local website, uh, ASPA South Florida, which I, and I'm sure we'll have, be having information on that as well. 
Um, you can also provide the link when we upload this podcast. We can att- we can provide in the description of this set of this podcast the link to the recording of the award ceremony. Excellent. Uh, please make sure that you know we can coordinate on that. Uh, and I do thank you. That's a great idea, Ben. Um, so before we close, does anything anybody have anything further to add that they would like to uh, ask Mr. Harrison about? How do you do it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, do you get any the, sleep? It, there is a lot of work, gentlemen. It sure is. It's just like anything else. You you get out of it what you put into it. And uh, I learned a long time ago uh, working in my dad's old general mercantile store in Quorum, Oklahoma. Uh, those those work habits and those work ethics, and it's it's really paid off. And I'm really proud of uh, uh, everything that's happened. And I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, uh, for uh, I'm I'm sure you were all part of the decision on the award. And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing more satisfying than being recognized by your peers. And uh, I just sincerely want to uh, thank you for it. Very welcome. And it's served. It's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. Uh, Greg, do you have anything to say to anybody before we, uh, before we adjourn? Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, awards uh, ceremony tomorrow evening. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I've never done one of those either by Zoom. So uh, two, two, two evenings in a row, something brand new here. So I'm uh, looking forward to it. And we'd like to invite you back one of these years uh, for a return engagement on the podcast, if you feel so inclined, uh, to talk about further accomplishments. Because this is this will not be your last. Uh, I can I can I can tell that right away. Uh, and it's just certainly just another one in a continuum of a very successful public service career, something which we should all aspire to. And um, and, and once again, congratulations. Uh, thank you, Greg, once again for coming uh, to help uh, to uh, to talk to us about yourself and your achievements. Uh, Bill and Ben, thank you once again for your participation tonight. And now this is uh, Tom Holtz, uh signing off uh, from Aspa, South Florida, and we hope to see you next month. Uh, we plan to have uh, tentatively. A couple of people that I used to work with as a uh, senior medical conduct investigator in New York State Department of Health. Uh, I was a disciplinary investigator back then as part of my career. And uh, if we if I can, if I can uh, drag them from their retirement, uh, the uh, two people that I work with are going to come on and we're going to talk about best practices there as well as some more stories in terms of how we investigated bad docs. But that's next month. This month is Bill is Greg's night. And uh, we once again, thank you, Greg, uh, for coming on board. Once again, this is Tom Holtz for everybody. Good night. Stay safe. And hopefully we'll talk to you next month. All right. Thanks.